Tim had a kid. What? I'm only here because Tim had a kid. What? David Montgomery's running all over them, brother. What? Broncos Chiefs game so far as booty. What? Chris is about to lose this week. What? <laughs> this week, Fantasy Pod, episode 69. What? Ah, ha, ha. intro might be our best to date that swing on me at the end was uh, uncalled for though i just, I, I didn't dodge that uppercut That's i, I got a preview of that i knew it was coming <laughs> yeah i had to hide it from chris you. is gonna lose i tried to like dodge that uppercut and it just hit me right in the chin i was like well hey <laughs> yeah i just want to hear the tears in your voice oh my god you handled it better than i thought you would hey thanks anyway i'll be like a what in case you were wondering word to your mother and welcome in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As you heard, episode uh-huh. 69. <laughs> 69. I, don't, I don't see the significance. Uh-huh. No, no comment. 69. <laughs> 69. And uh, accordingly, we have the perfect guest for the episode 69, the Mr. Troll himself, Mr. Never Have the Best Team, but somehow the fantasy gods favor him in every possible freaking playoff run. Who I will introduce here in a second. First, I am your host, as always, Chris Mitchell, manager of Team Fair Life. We have Aaron Hunt, manager of Let Russ Microwave. Hey, what's going on? Weather's getting a little colder out it there. It is getting a little a chilly. Bit brisk. Wearing, Happy fall, y'all. Wearing a sweatshirt as we speak. And the guest this week taking over for Tim because Tim just decided to mess around and have a kid. It is Kyle Stretch. It is the defending champion owner of Walker. <laughs> I hardly know her. I hardly know her. I yeah, I'm here. I uh, yeah. Why did why did Tim have to have a kid? It has to <laughs> how has, has to put all of these duties onto my shoulders right now. It's In the just, middle it's of just football not, season too. Yeah, it's not you fair. Plan that that's better. Ba- that's bad timing. That's bad timing. But good for him. Got to plan that better. It is the evening of October twelfth. We have Thursday night football on in the background. Uh, everybody but Stretch can see it, which is fun. Patrick Mahomes dropped back, rolls right, throws incomplete. They're in the red zone. 3 nothing. So okay. keep an eye on that, obviously. Oh, it's, fourth down. it's fourth down. So obviously we have Anthony watching closely with Travis Kelsey. We have Hayden watching closely with T- Patrick Mahomes. And Taylor Mahomes. Swift is watching closely Taylor as well. Swift is watching. We need a Taylor Swift drop. Every single time we mention it, just. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tim something. has Isaiah Pacheco. Tim has Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to need him this week for show. So we will keep you abreast on that. Other than that, we have a week five review. The first trade ring of the year is here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, depending on who you talk to, that was a, it's a big trade. A little controversial. And a first, first round pick was involved, so stay tuned for that. And as always, we have the This League guarantee coming at you this week. Stretch with a pick in that. Surely it can't lose. And then the week six preview coming at you as always before we start drinks of the week i think i can talk for all of us when i say we have just a nice round of h2o on yeah i gotta stay hydrated you know gotta stay hydrated um football this was a little this was a rough week for injuries man 
Really was. This was tough. Just off the dome. Devon Achan, IR. Anthony Richardson. Oh, uh, hometown hero. Colt, go Colts. Are you guys worried about him? Yes. I, I am. I'm like officially worried. Fun fact, too. I actually went and looked up his injury history at Florida. One of his injuries was a sprained knee due to dancing. <laughs> He's a rapper. You heard his raps? I mean, is he really? I, I haven't he heard like it. Music videos and everything. But his voice is way down here, so it just sounds like this, and he's dropping bars about Gainesville and football and just at this level because that's how he speaks. But, yeah, he uh, was out two games in college for a sprained knee due to dancing. So I mean, he could be a Georgia Bulldog. They get out for games for a lot worse that's things true. down there. That's true. At least the man has fun. But he had he's had, like, three shoulder injuries, including this one that he currently has. I mean, it was a lot less severe, but – and then also just multiple knee injuries. He had about eight or nine injuries in at Florida. Sheesh. All right. Well, get better soon. I mean, nobody's fantasy team needs him at this time. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't don't need that. But I mean, he went out. A Chan went out. Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. God. Did he laid on IR officially, or is he's he on still IR. He is also on IR. IR. On IR officially. I know we lost other people too. James Connor. James Connor. James Connor, yeah. IR. Oh, in a controversial waiver wire for, for his uh, replacement. Oh, yeah. What was that again? Anthony dropping like 45 on DiMacardo. Dima so <laughs> he's the backup to Keontae yeah, Ingram. Yeah, Anthony drops 48 for with six bids total for DiMercado. DiMercado? Yeah. I, mm. I put in one. And I. The James Conner owner, who has known the pecking order for a year now, just picked up Ingram for buy myself for eight dollars, and tur- turns out report comes out thirty minutes later saying that Ingram is the number one back on the depth chart. I would be surprised if that. Obviously, I kind of leaned in Mercado just because any time Keontae Ingram has touched the ball, he loses yards. Yeah, he's kind of cheeks so bad. I think his yards per carry for his career is like less it's than really two. bad. And Di Mercado has been kind of shown he can he can flirt. You know, he's got some juice. He's got he's got some upside, but the only thing is that Ingram isn't a rookie, and this isn't Ingram's first year. And you know how some teams they they really value people who have been in the system a while just to it's fair. know what's going on. They'll so. get work for sure, right? But at the end of the day, they're probably all going to be kind of booty. So right, have fun with that one www.thisleaguepod.com is where you could go for the latest waiver wires. If you check that today, you already saw the trade we're going to be talking about later. Also, we got rosters over there, matchups. You can follow along there whenever we get into these reviews and these previews. Really good tool if you kind of want to follow along with some of our commentary. It's still under construction, but all the bare bones are there. So go over there, check that out. And as always, at this league underscore pod is where you can find us and communicate. How about we get into week five, gentlemen? Let's do it. The week that could have been. Also, before we continue, Tim definitely has a lot of time on his hands right now because he's offered about five trades in the past half hour to me. So, <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll get into that in the trade ring. All right. Yeah. I'm calling week five the week that could have been. This could have been one of the best weeks in this league history. Pivotal. With some of the potential upsets or some of just the the matchups and the way they went this this week could have been crazy it could have been colossal and the crazy thing is most of them came down to monday night football so it was awesome it was great to see and i'm sure if you were following along i think it was four or five matchups right 
that came down to Monday Night Football technically. A lot of them if did. You, um, if you count Tim's Aaron Jones no-show. I, I say three. I think the Stephen-Don game was... That was wrapped. Pretty much up. over. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we are going to start with one game that did not come down to Monday Night Football, unfortunately. And it was a clash in the ever-competitive Chipotle division between your number two in the power ranking. The last time we did it, I'm, I'm just going off of Anthony's. But um, Aaron and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at 3-1, and one, taking on Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan, who coming into this one at 1-3. and three. Good Lord, he needed a win. <laughs> Very badly. One and four would not have looked good for him. And uh, I guess I would call this, unfortunately, the only upset of the week. Hayden coming out on top of this one, 132 to 112. Although we did highlight a lot of the weaknesses in Aaron's squad coming into this one. And like we said, Hayden's W was desperately needed. And he has one man to thank. And that is Mr. Travis Etienne. 36 points at Buffalo. In London, or not at Buffalo, against Buffalo in London, 36 points for Travis Etienne. And I say he he has him to thank because... Hayden, take a time out of your day right now, wherever you listen to this, and thank him, please. Yeah, right, I know. Um, he, I just say he needs to thank him because everybody else on his roster pretty much played how you would expect. Jalen Waddle had an okay game, although... I still am kind of worried about Jalen Waddle. I mean, this is his best game of the year, and it's five catches, 35 yards, and a tutty. Like, he... He's been okay. Uh, I think he'll turn around. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you're not. You usually don't count on him for consistency base. He's more of a pop guy, but you know, we'll see going into that. And it looks like I'm going to call him now Puka Nakora's light Robert Woods wannabe 2.0. He got good news. Hayden did because that shows that he can now survive with Cooper Cup. I think you're, that's your new Cooper Cup, Robert Woods going forward. Tutu Atwell got kicked to the curb. Van Jefferson literally got kicked to the curb and <laughs> got traded to the Falcons. So um, it looks like it's going to be Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and probably nobody else there, which is a good sign for um, Hayden. Although the only dark side for Hayden here, Houston, we may have a tight end problem because uh, Pat Fryermuth was gone this week. He was out with an injury. So we turned to Hunter Henry, who got a nice zero for Hayden this week. And even when Pat Fryermuth comes back, it's like, that's not, that doesn't look very good either. I mean, I guess he's a better option than most of your waiver wire folks, but we might have a tight end problem over here in Tua, Infinity, and Bijan land. As for Aaron, I mean, don't look now. But if it weren't for some crazy luck, as Aaron said last week, Aaron could be looking at a two and three start right now. He is fortunate, I think, to be at that three and two, still over 500. And we said it last week, he picked a good time to play Clayton and Zach back-to-back in the previous two weeks, but he ran into a formidable opponent this opponent this week, and quite frankly, he got exposed. I mean, he's starting Gus Edwards, Khalif Raymond, and Tutu Atwell. That injury which, bug. Yeah. That injury bug is Yeah, and killer. I mean, listen, Austin Eckler, out. Tyler Lockett, out. J.K. Dobbins, out. Saquon Barkley, out. You know, it's he, he, he's struggling right now. T. Higgins. T. Higgins, out. So, St. Brown. And many of those soldiers are expected to come back, you know, in the next couple couple of weeks. So certainly not panicking for Aaron at all right here. He's got three and two. He's got the Cadoba Chipotle Classic coming up. So it's going to be fun running train on the Cadoba division in the next three or four weeks. Heck yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Wait a second. 
But Hayden gets the best of Aaron right here. Again, that final score was 112 to 132. Hayden moves to two and three. Much, much needed W there, while Aaron falls to three and two. Aaron, what went wrong this week besides, you know, Gus Edwards? Everything went wrong. I didn't have my starting lineup that I usually would. Bye weeks hit in a hard time where Tyler Lockett, I couldn't even pivot to him. It was just all around terrible. And Gus Edwards just refuses to get anything in the passing game. He just gets 10 to 12 carries a game and gets his yards. And that's is what it is. I really just tried to do a dart throw with Raymond because I knew that St. Brown was out. So try to play Lions receivers and maybe one of them hits. Really, I think where I messed up, which honestly, it wouldn't have made a difference anyway, given how much Hayden beat me by, but I should have played Dallas Goddard over Tutu Atwell. Probably. Because he was the squeaky wheel in the offense this past week. And, That's a good call. You know, they, he, they gave him so much volume, even on that first drive that resulted in a touchdown. So everything went wrong from a management standpoint, from my lineups standpoint. And honestly, I'm just, I'm shocked. I even was in it for a while. So I'll just kind of take it on the chin and, you know, move on from this week. And I get a lot of guys back. You get a lot of guys back. I'm sure we will get into that here later. One last thing on this one. If you're Hayden, you might have a little bit of eyeball emojis on Christian Watson. You got to remember coming into this year, he was supposed to be one of those big second-year wide receivers that's going to make the step, you know, get that mojo going on with Jordan Love. He's been injured, but he's been looking okay as they're starting to ramp him up. I think Hayden's going to be look, hoping that Christian Watson can be a really big part of his lineup come uh, coming into the later parts of the year. Let's get on to the next matchup. It was your boy, Chris, and Team Fairlife coming into this one at 2-2 two and two in a cross-divisional matchup, taking on Tim, Mr. New Baby Daddy, coming into this one at one and three with close but no Jamar. This was the highest scoring matchup of the week. I feel and so bad. I feel so bad for Tim. And I was about to follow up. One that Tim really, really needed to win. Fantasy football is just a cruel sport sometimes. Especially if your name is Tim. Especially if yeah. your name is Tim. He has gone through it multiple times throughout the history of this league. Chris gets the W in this one, 195. That is the fourth highest scoring total in this league history. To 165, which most weeks are you know, typically 165. That will get you a win in comfortable fashion, not to be in this one. DJ Moore. How about it? My goodness, sir. 230 and three receiving line and was cooking up Commander Stew. Yeah. Just mm. all oh. night. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Uh-huh. 69. Then us. <laughs> Cooper Cup, welcome back, kind sir. Hell yeah, baby. Back Thanks, to Stretchy. His old ways of being Matthew Stafford's number one target, likely still going to breakfast with each other, apparently, because mm-hmm. that chemistry didn't miss a beat. Sure didn't. I think he had like six targets on the first drive. I was standing in Brothers after the Colts game and was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. More, 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 yeah, more. When's the last time we've been at Brothers, by the way? Has that that been years? I mean, mine was this last weekend. Alyssa, my lady, had some of her friends in town and... For whatever reason, that's that's where they were. So, oh, how's the vibe there these days? You know, I, that was the first time after after that's my first time being there after a Colts game, and it was actually kind of fun. It was nice. nice. It wasn't 
you know, a maybe 21-year-old college woman coming up I was and about asking to say, for a free drink. It, it wasn't filled mm. with 21 to 23-year-olds. It wasn't the vibe. Mm. It was yeah. a lot yeah. of, like, middle-aged, hard-working people that just wanted a beer after the game. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nice. It was great. Wow. Well, 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 enough about yeah. that diatribe. Just, just you know, curious. We ventured there a lot cool, in, in college. Uh, yeah, so Josh Allen continues to stay hot, even overseas with 31. You think he maybe had some baked beans for breakfast? No, nah, I hope not. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever he had, it worked tremendously. And Kamara is looking like a valuable commodity if he can stay healthy. Another really solid output there. Oh, actually, real quick. We just had a touchdown for the Chiefs. Mr. Kadarius, Tony. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Making up for that first game. That's right. That's right. Kadarius, Tony season is here. Wow. He actually caught a pass. Or, right. or was it a carry? Uh, it was know? A, I don't know. I have to go look at it. You can you can continue on. I'll try to figure it out. Right on. Well, Devon A chain. HN. Man, I almost messed it up again. I know. He's incredible. The dude averages like ten yards a carry, but unfortunately is now on IR, like we mentioned at the start of the podcast episode. What will Chris do? Oh yeah, he'll just deploy any one of his three startable RBs on the bench. He's fine. He's dabbed. He's very okay. He's yeah. He's fine. He's all right. I mean, is it going to be the to the level that Devon Achan can produce? No, but the drop off won't be that significant. Uh, you know, very explosive. What What's the saying you usually have for RB depth? It's stupid until it's not. Oh, RB depth is dumb till it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so showing its colors there. And even Chris's bench showed out this week. His pieces, I feel like, across the board are truly coming together for him to start making a midseason push. I think we were looking at Chris's team at the start, and it was like, eh, he's, he's fine. He's just a guy. But, man, he had some production from the likes of Gabe Davis, Calvin Ridley. I mean, there was just a lot of guys throughout his lineup and on his bench that were performing. When we turn it over to Tim this is just a gut punch to lose this matchup. Jamar Chase putting up 52 points, and that even that can't help him get it done. I think the story comes down to Aaron Jones and JT. They just really let him down in this one, and if they were fully healthy at their normal workloads, I think this could have been a first race to 200 points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All, all I'm going to say is Tim played a player that was out. But he needed are like we, thirty points. He, so he I'm not. Played a player that was out. Are we gonna? Are we just gonna give the pass because? Oh, he had a kid. <laughs> no, he was. He, Aaron Jones was like likely to play up to Saturday. I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Until literally ninety <laughs> minutes before. Stretch we over are, here trying to throw shade. We are on the, new, on the new dad. We are barbaric. That's oh. a warning. <laughs> <laughs> so to put a bow on this, if you're Tim, while this is a loss, it's very encouraging nonetheless. You put out a very formidable uh, lineup and the outputs of a lot of the guys in his roster were what you would expect. And Jamar Chase, I mean, he's got to be elated by that performance. So there's some positives you can take away, but it still stings that Tim goes to one and four in this one. And yeah, Chris, I don't know if you have anything to add there on, on your matchup. Nope. I just like Jordan Addison down there with JJ being out. He's True. gonna he's gonna make another selection headache for me going forward. But for Tim, like you said, better days ahead, but we gotta start winning 
no. yesterday. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> One and four. Especially, uh, you know, with Don hanging around. I think yeah. he sneaks in. I think he make. I yeah. think Tim's that sixth spot, honestly. As do I. Let's move on to the next matchup. It was a Kadoba clash, and it was between Steven and Mount Passmore coming into this one at two and two, taking on Don and Njigba's in Paris at two and two. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be a huge matchup for the second place in the Kadoba division. Do I, did I say that right? I don't even know my own divisions. <laughs> I, I'm out of it. But anyway. Uh, coming into this, Steven had some question marks, specifically his running backs. I mean, yeah, he d- didn't have any, <laughs> and he still doesn't. Yeah, he, it, but does it, ma- does it matter when you have the Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown stack? And that, Jacoby Myers, apparently. And Jacoby Myers. Jacoby uh, Myers. Jacoby Myers. I mean, honestly, we'll, we'll look at, you know, we'll look. It was 122 to 92, and we'll look on Don's side. Well... I think Don found his new quarterback. Yeah. And he looks pretty purdy, if he you know what I'm talking very good. That was shocking. I think, uh, did you see that he uh, is the front runner now for MVP? Brock I Purdy. Not, I did not see that. The odds came out. I, I don't know if this was fake, what I saw, but. I mean, that makes sense. It's, he said that he's front runner for I MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if like Christian McCaffrey Could be a too. deep fake, the AI stuff. Oh, right gosh. Right. Oh, no. But. One second, please. For all the dogs. There's a dog outside. All right. And... I say we just keep rolling. We're good. <laughs> and Drake's so, out keep it going. Going to Don's running backs. You got Tony Pollard, who... 7.4. Not that great. Miles Sanders. He... That is probably one of the brother. biggest disappointed yeah. disappointments this season, He's I would say. struggling. Uh... On top of that, Olave gets injured in pregame warm-ups. Didn't get a lot of volume. He did get a touchdown to try to save it. Mm-hmm. I think Olave's healthy, though. He's uh, he's back. He, I think, yeah. He, but, you know, anytime you injure something in pregame warm-ups, and it's, it's, concerning. it's not good. Ayuk, uh, I think Ayuk's the number one in San Francisco, if you ask me. Yeah. I, He's 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 getting he's getting the target share. He's first read on a lot of them. That stack is nice. That is a nice stack. That is very. And you know, McLaurin, Scary Terry, he's hasn't really looked that great. He's had a couple good games. Both both McLaurin and Olave, I've been having to kind of shift my expectations. I think like at the beginning of the year, I would see McLaurin and Olave in a lineup and be like. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch them. They're gonna be a problem. Now I see them, and I'm like, okay, wide receiver twos, yeah, mid wide receiver twos. I still worry about Alave. Yeah, I think he invokes some fear in me, but I agree with you on the right. floor. Right. So anyway, moving on to the Steven side. You know, you have Matt Stafford, Mount Passmore, starting with Herbert out, Watson hurt slash bye. Trey Lance for some <laughs> reason is still. You know, I respect he's, the he's hustle. Trey Lance and. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Stafford give you a respectful 21. Um, like I said, the Diggs Brown stack gives you 40. Kirk gets you 15. I don't know. Is is he the number one in Jacksonville? Or is it Ridley? No. What's going on? What's going on with Ridley? Ridley had a great Ridley game. Had a great game. He had a, yeah. he had a hard game, but I don't I know. He had like 122 yards. What he else did you have want a game. from stretch? Yeah. I will right. say it's not like the bona fide one and everybody else I wanted. It's 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 one A one B. It's a one A one B. Yeah, I will say, yeah, yeah. which is that's fair. Yeah. He's not like number one by himself, right? 
But, you know, looking on the bench, there wasn't really anything. George Kill, you know, you know, three touchdowns. Schultz. Yeah. 20, you know. Did you see the George Kittle shirt? Yeah, that he had underneath? F Dallas. Ooh, ooh, uh. ooh. It's going to be a good rivalry for that NFC Championship Roger game. Goodell's like, oh, no. He got fined. <laughs> uh, George. He got, got fined 12K, which is like, to him, probably $12. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but anyway, Steven takes this matchup. Big win for Steven. Puts him a solid second place in the Cadoba division. 30-point game, 122-92. So. so that puts Steven second place in the Cadoba division. Let me ask you, is Steven the second best team in the Cadoba division right no, now? No, I think it's Tim. I think it's also Tim. I think Tim. Tim has I just think... had some really bad <laughs> fortune. Hell, I might be the second best, and Tim is just the best in general. <laughs> but when, that, when, that, that's saying something. When Tim's pieces start firing, he's, he's going to be fine. Steven has zero running backs. When are Fournette still on his team? Yeah. Tim, he's waiting just, for another he's injury. Hanging out. Waiting. Yeah. Tim. Waiting. The fact that we have all these running back injuries and he's still not signed tells you that he's probably somewhere just smacking Big Max. Like, yeah, probably. Steven, it's probably time to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time to cut it out. I, I would say, too, Tim has the most points against in, in the entire league. So, Ugh. yeah. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. Second highest score this week and uh, still taking L's. That stinks. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. It was a Chipotle clash. Of course, we had Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at one and three, taking on the undefeated last week's guest, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And I guess I can say that the podcast cursed was certainly on Clayton's side here. It certainly was. Very much a game where we thought all of us had Anthony winning by a landslide. I will be the I will be the first to eat dirt and I said that like I I can't fathom Anthony having, you know, an Aaron week 5 kind of performance with his roster. But yeah. here we are. Here we are <laughs> and Clayton surely made things interesting and when I say interesting, he had Anthony on the ropes. God, he had him, man. JJ gets hurt for Anthony and only has a five-point output. That hurt big time. Ramondre sucked. Giant, you yeah. know what. Yeah. What's going on? He stinks. Terrible matchups as well for him in recent weeks. CMC only had 13, which he, honestly a bad game for him is under 20, I yeah. feel like. Uh, and then Lamar with only nine points, which – by the way, I was listening to some things this week, and I don't know if you saw the game or not, but there were seven dropped passes in the Ravens game That's, against mm-hmm. the Steelers. I didn't see the highlights, but I heard some of them were pretty atrocious. It was something like he had the best quarterback grade. Yeah, Pro Football Focus had him as the number one quarterback based off his performance, and he just had to endure so many drops from his receivers. So, oh, Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes just threw another pick. <laughs> It is still 10 to nothing. Uh, one minute left in the second quarter, but that's the second pick of the game. That's brother. the Chiefs, though, man. They can win ugly. Jesus. They can win gracefully. All right. Yeah. Brutal performances, really, just from Anthony across the board. And he probably didn't have a lot of fun watching his guys perform. For Clayton, he had the likes of Drake London getting solid points. Cole Komet was doing his thing. He's looking good. Even Zay Jones had a touchdown, which if you're Clayton, you'll take that. And really just it all came down to Monday Night Football. 
If you're Clayton, you're going into Monday night and you're down 14 points and you've got Jordan Love and you've got Jaden Reed and you're surely, thinking, surely, you're thinking, looking good. Hey, I have a chance to upset the number one team yeah. in the league. Clayton was locked in. He was in the group chat all game. He was long, pregame. <laughs> and he just couldn't get it done, man. Jordan Love, three picks. Jordan that Love stinks. and Jaden Reed combined for a measly six points. <laughs> no. And Clinton. Anthony just narrowly womp, womp, womp. escapes with a victory. He was, I'm sure, very Pull relieved. Probably had a similar feeling that I did last week against Zach, where I knew I should have lost that game. But a win's a win, man. Gosh. A win is a win. The final score in this one is Anthony 97, Clayton 90. Uh, this is one of those ones, man, where I thought, like, in the Chipotle division anyway, you know, I beat Tim. I'm like, there's my, there's my lane. There's my lane. Let's go. You know, Anthony maybe drops one he shouldn't have. You know, he's got another round of Aaron and I coming up last, you know, last couple games of the year. So I was thinking that was maybe a shot. I was, th- I was already, like, planning it. I was always, like, I was already before Monday Night Football. I was like, Anthony lost. This is great. Let's see what this does to the standings. And then just just Jordan Love and Jaden Reed just can't. You can't throw on the Raiders, Jordan Love, huh? The Raiders in a dome. You're not even outside. Come on, guy. What are you doing? Yeah. He looked awful. Yeah. I, I think the lesson going forward is you can't bench Joe Burrow anymore. It's <laughs> it, it, yeah. he's just got to be the autoplay, regardless if he's having bad weeks, if he's hurt. I just you never bench your studs. I just you just can't. Mm, can't I I will I will studs. say, went to the Colts game with Stretch, Clayton, and Don. Aaron was there. Anthony was there. It was a whole big party. But I was sitting next to Clayton, and we were talking about it. And I was like, if I were you. I also would have started Jordan Love over Joe Burrow. Oh. I would have. And also, Joe Burrow against was Vegas, so yeah. bad. Yeah, and on top of that, every time Zach Moss <laughs> touched the ball, he's like, I should have started Zach Moss. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he was tearing people up out there. When he had that big run, I was like, there he goes. There goes JT. That's Zach Moss. Zach Moss. <laughs> the best dynamic duo since D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. Oh, my. What wow. about D'Angelo Williams and Le'Veon Bell? That was fun oh, for that, a while. For the Steelers? Pittsburgh? Yeah. yeah wow, good. I remember that. That's, that was a good time. That's crazy. That was a great duo. That's crazy. All right. Well, Anthony escapes. He doesn't even win. He doesn't even come out victorious. He escapes with a measly 97 points to Clayton's 89. Clay, or, uh, excuse me. Anthony moves to 5-0. and oh. Clayton and the Red Rocket drop to 1-4. and four. We have one game remaining, and y'all know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, in the game that will forever be labeled as what could have been. Was this the closest game in this league history? Ladies and gentlemen, it may have been. And I for sure know the universe was for sure rooting for Zach here against the undeniable evil that is Kyle Stretch yep, and get, Walker. Yep. I hardly know her. No, her. Undefeated versus winless. And again, I think if Zach pulls this off, it is the biggest upset 
in this league history. Ladies and gentlemen, this game was so close that I got to use decibel points. It came down to Monday night where Stretch just, just gets enough from Josh Jacobs. Did it come to the second to last drive when he got it? it no, it was the very last drive oh. on the two-minute drill. Oh. I'm watching. He he needs a 1.5 points left because I, I calculate I need a 19.9 to win. They throw a little dump pass. He goes off of two defenders, gets five yards, and that's oh. 1.5. We were watching. We were like, if they just if they even just like stuff him for a three-yard loss, it's swings it like i'm like come on and then get it, in the backfield then it's third down they have to run the ball and he gets taken out i'm just it's ecstatic oh my gosh Ugh. it's game so close i gotta use decibel points your final score was zach 107.16 to stretch 107.22 that's right ladies and gentlemen that is a point differential of 0.06 Points is what this matchup came down to. I'm sure Zach and Stretch were both monitoring for any stat corrections. You know, I was very nervous. Are we are we gonna pull an Aaron well, and try to flip it on a fumble that was on a punt return that wasn't really a fumble, he, but he it was totally like, a fumble? I feel like that was this a legitimate is, case. Man. I would be looking. For this something. was the stat correction I was worried about. If you remember, they had a trick play and Jacobs ran right to pass, and he was going to throw it back to um, Garoppolo. They called that a sack, and he had a four-yard loss, and they called it a sack, so it did not count as negative points. Wait, they tackled Josh Jacobs, and they yeah, called it a sack? they called it a sack. Not like a loss of running? Right, yards. right. Wow. <sighs> because he was he was attempting to pass. I guess they don't count that for quarterbacks, huh? No. Like losing running yards on a sack. They don't. They do in college, though. Right, right. Yeah, they do in college. That's funny, because you'll see people with like 46 rushes for like negative 60 yards or something. So I, so I was worried they were going to call that a, a loss. And oh, I, wow, was, I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> that, that, uh, that Trump meme, I just, I, did, I didn't know that. I'm just hearing that for the first time. <laughs> I'm just hearing that for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in Stretch's defense, back to the matchup. There was a lot that went against him here. Anthony Richardson knocked out early in that game. Come on, Anthony. 3.42 points. Go Colts. Before he goes out, but don't worry, baby. We got Garner Minshew. Come on. James Conner was also knocked out early. Knocked out so far that he was on IR. And then he also had Ken Walker on by, Mike Evans on by, and apparently Devontae Smith on by because he just decided not to show up. One catch, six yards, 1.6 points. But he was ultimately rescued by three guys that before this season, we did not think that would be playing as big of a role as they are. First, Adam, 33-year-old Thielen with 27 ports. Sam Dalton Kincaid, who? Laporta, tight end for the Detroit Lions, coming in with 19.7 points. And of course, what may end up being just the player of the season, dude. I David Montgomery... With 19 more carries, another touchdown, two more catches for 20.9 points coming in for a stretch. I want to play a little game here with you guys. Rest of season, who would you rather have over David Montgomery? We'll start with his backfield mate, Jameer Gibbs. Win now for this season. Imagine we're in a redraft league. Montgomery or Gibbs, rest of season. What? 
Oh, Mo- David Montgomery. It's Montgomery. Yeah. 100%. Right. He's the RB3 this year. And he just gets all the work, all the volume. His line is way better than it ever was in Chicago. I know. Well, well, that's because they had their starting running back in Chicago. He was the second on the depth chart running back. There you go. Uh, so, um, David Montgomery or James Cook, rest of the season? Montgomery. 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 Same. Um, David Montgomery or Alexander Madison, rest of the season? Montgomery. 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 David Montgomery or um, Brees Hall rest of the season. That's a tough one. I go Brees Hall there. That's a tough one. I, I would say that I think I'd go if, you're, if you're going a floor play, Montgomery. But if you're trying to get a big boom, Hall. Somebody say boom. That's where, that's where Brees Hall's sexy, man, because he will just take off for 70 like that. Right. I know. I think I'd rather go Montgomery, though, dude. Like, you, you just get all of those goal line carries, man. Yeah. But that just gives you an idea, right? Like, at least the rest of this season, David Montgomery is going to be a Brees Hall level running back. Is he a low end RB1? Absolutely. Absolutely. I see him now, and I think he's like easily a low end running back one. Um, as for Zach here, though, he mentioned it himself. He's just having. A hard time getting the right lineup in place. But honestly, looking at his roster, I think the only thing that he could have maybe justified himself in doing is maybe throwing Josh Reynolds in over a Wandell Robinson. You had Amon Raw out. Josh Reynolds has proved that he can be a really like good part of that offense whenever he it's his time to step up. But everything else, I mean, you know, you're not gonna be benching Brian Robinson. Khalil Herbert was balling until he went out on Thursday night. So um, injuries also weren't kind to him then, but uh, I'll leave you with this, Zach. You might have gotten the L, but good Lord, Brees Hall has arrived, baby. 22 carries, 177 yards, and a tutty 28 points against, granted, a Denver Broncos defense that I could probably run for 50 yards on, if we're being honest. So um, stretch will get the win here by the skin of his teeth. It was the same thing as the Anthony. I was like, I was already planning what the standings are going to look like with Stretch losing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I was waiting for your song on the on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Woohoo! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That would have been great. Uh, yeah, final score. Stretch again, 107.22. Zach, 107.16. Stretch moves to an undefeated 5-0. and Enjoy that while it lasts. And Zach moves to 0 and 5 at the bottom of the Cadoba division. Anything to add here, Stretch? I escaped one. Yeah, you sure I, did. I'll, I'll say right now, I, I, I had some hardships with injuries, but going that Monday night, I was like, well, Josh Jacobs needs 19.9. It seems feasible. It could happen, but wasn't feeling confident at all. So, all right. Well, that was your week four. Five review again. I'm deeming this the week that could have been, baby. Gosh, it could have been a lot of mix up, but I think ultimately um, the results went about as you expected. Um, let's get a quick little standings update here. It's been a while since we've come your way with one of those. As a reminder, if you're not familiar, how playoffs work in this league is the two winners of the divisions get the one and the two seeds. Also, they both receive buys. And then the two, they both receive buys, right? Yes. The one and two seeds. Yeah, one, two seeds receive buys. And then the next four teams with the best record go into the playoffs. And if you're tied on best record, it goes for points four. And after points four, I have no idea. So let's hope we don't have to go there. (laughs) But as it stands right now, 
Anthony would have the number one overall seed, 5-0, and sitting on top of the Chipotle division. Over Stretch, who's also 5-0, and sitting on top of the Cadoba division. Anthony with about a 17-point advantage over Stretch right now. The following would be your boy coming in at the three seed at three and two with the highest points for in the league, 722. And then uh, the four seed would be Aaron pretty comfortably at three and two. The five seed would be Steven at three and two. And the six seed right now would go to Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan. That tells you how big that win was for him last week. Two and three, he has over an 100 point points for advantage over Don, who is the other two and three squad. And we will mention it because I'm sure he's listening. Tim with the uh, most points against in the league with 747 points. I'm only behind by two points. But uh, yeah, Tim on the wrong side of a lot of these matchups. I, for one, am very excited for our next segment. We are opening for the first time. Two fighters enter the ring. One emerges victorious. Let's get in to the This League trade ring. The This League trade ring. And welcome in to the first edition of the trade ring for the 2023 season. As you guys all know, two fighters go in, one will be left standing. We will make sure that once we count down the trade when it comes to just what was involved and everything that goes on with that, we'll get who thinks one on each side. So the trade, Chris receives Tajay Spears. Come on, come on. Tennessee Titans running back and Zach receives a 2025 first round pick and Ronnie Rivers. Just a little, <laughs> and just, Ronnie just a little, little bit of sprinkles on top. Uh, just a guy. Just a guy there. Was that, was that depth? Was that just to get him off your somebody off your roster? Yeah, I was going to drop him anyway, oh, okay. but we'll get into that anyway. All right. Um, all right, so how this works is I'll count you guys down. Obviously, Stretch coming in for Tim here. I count us down. They say who they think won's the, uh, won the trade, and the winner of that will be determined the winner of this bout. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. All right, here we go. I'll count us down. On go. Three, two, one. Zach. Zach. Okay, Zach gets a unanimous knockout there. Um, Aaron, I'll start with you. All right, yeah, go I'll ahead. start with you. Uh, you pick Zach. You like the 25 first over Tajay Spears. Where are you coming from on that one? So I will say it is close for me just because I do like what I see with Tajay Spears. He was a third-round running back, and I do believe that next year he will have some sort of role in that backfield. I don't think he's going away anytime soon. I think it's yet to be seen if it's going to be fully his backfield and whether Derrick Henry gives it another round. When it comes, I don't even know his contract situation at this point. He's on his last year of his contract. Okay, so do they franchise tag him if they still feel like he has some juice left in the tank? That creates a committee. Do they draft a running back in the first few rounds? That would also complicate things. So there's just a lot that could happen uh, that, despite his talent, might get in the way of him being that running back that's worthy of trading away at first. So on its face... 
I don't necessarily hate it, but I just love it for Zach because Tajay Spears is not a piece that makes sense for him. And to get more draft capital in future years where he's thinking, hey, I'm not even going to probably compete next year. I'm going to look at 2025, just try to stack up that draft capital. I think it makes a lot of sense for him. All right. There we go. So you think it's close? I, I do think it's okay. it's close. He do, he wins, but it's not by like a huge margin, in my opinion. Okay. Stretch, I'll throw it over to you. How do you feel about this one, big dog? I've thought about it, and, you know, I wouldn't say it's close, but it's not severely lopsided. Okay. I say more probably in that second round range is his value. I know you're trying to take a bite and see if you can hit a home run with him. Um, I still think it's Derrick Henry's backfield. You know, I still think it's going to be his backfield next year. I still, I think he's going to give it another year, maybe two. I mean, you know, could he break out? Yeah, but I don't know. Ronnie Rivers looks pretty good too. I don't oh my know. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, how about that Ronnie Rivers piece? I will. I stretch mentioned it earlier. And an that elite was, handcuff. That was like Zach I, and I literally agreed on a twenty-five first, and I was like, "I honestly Do you want Ronnie Rivers." I, <laughs> I, like, I, I honestly, I don't see it with Kyron Williams. I think it's more of a circumstance thing opposed to the talent. I think mm-hmm. he's getting all the work, all oh yeah, the carries. I don't know if someone can develop like a Ronnie Rivers. And take over that backfield. I mean, that I think for Zach personally, that's a good – actually, it's a good idea that he took sure. him from you opposed to you dropping him. handcuff then, action. And then I agree, too, with what Aaron's saying in terms of he's looking for draft capital, and I think it's a perfect move for Zach. And, you know, if you're trying to rebuild, he's doing it the proper way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I honestly thought that you guys would choose Zach here because, obviously, any time a first moves, that's kind of a big deal. Um. But if you guys have listened to this pod for a while, or even back to the rookie draft, you know I really like Tajay Spears. I love Tajay Spears. I love his tape. And even now in the Tennessee, I think Tennessee loves him. Because think about all of the backup running backs Derrick Henry has had and how everybody puts him on their roster because, oh, if Derrick Henry goes down, or, oh, he's going to get work, or, oh, he's going to be the pass-catching back. Like Jeremy McNichols, remember him? <laughs> I remember that Hassan name. Haskins, yeah. remember him? He was a big one for a while. Yeah. The Titans just did not use them. Zero snaps. That's it. They get Tajay Spears. I don't know if you guys know, Tajay Spears has gotten – over 50% of snaps the past three weeks. I did know over that. the past yep. over the 50% snaps. He's the wide, he's a running back 30 right now. In negative game scripts. Right. So you think the Titans are just going to start winning? I'm just saying <laughs> I, I there's a possibility they could turn it around. The Titans have been no right. slouches in the past. And right. And I agree. This is probably Derek Henry's team, barring injury, the rest of the year. I totally get it. But I mentioned it already. He's on the last year of his contract. And honestly, if the Titans do continue to suck. I think Derrick Henry is a very valid trade candidate, like in real life NFL. Yeah, there'd be teams interested in him. And the Titans have already shown that they love Tajay Spears. They're actually giving him action compared to any of the running backs that were behind Derrick Henry. And you look at the yards per carry, Derrick Henry is averaging about 3.5. You got Tajay Spears up in the high fours, low fives for a lot of these games. He is looking amazing. He is obviously the pass catching back. And this is absolutely a home run swing. I'm not trading a first for this year. I think if Derrick Henry moves on from this team, which I think is likely, he's not looking fantastic this year. I mean, he's had his blow-up games. So I would be surprised personally if the Titans used a franchise tag on him next year. 
Um, if they do bring him back, I think it's for a veteran minimum. Um, but I don't think he's a Titan next year, personally. And I think this is absolutely Tajay Spears' uh, team. He has the trade capital. He has the value. He has the investment. And he looks freaking good, man. So I, I just love this trade. I've been a Tajay Spears guy for a long time. And uh, I'm very excited to welcome him to my roster. Because I, I have the running back depth, again, to kind of not need him this year. But even if I do, like he's he's a fine little spot start. So All I'm going to say is I looked up Derrick Henry's games. The only time he hasn't ha- – I mean, Colts wasn't great, nine. The only time was the Cleveland game when they were down 24 early. Right. 21 early, two. Other than that, it's had 14, 18 and a half, 26. I don't think. I know. But if you, obviously, I mean, if it's you look a possibility. at those, it's, I mean, it's the a, yards per carry, though, aren't fantastic. I think he's had only above four, what, once? Maybe? Twice. Twice. Okay. So it doesn't help when you have your quarterback either. You have your passing but game. Nothing's threat. changed, though, from the past like two, three years. Are you worried about Tajay's injury history? Because no. he does have some history with uh, knee yeah, problems. But the fact you haven't heard anything about it this year, no rest days, nothing like that, I'm, I'm not really that concerned. So totally, totally a 2024 play. But I genuinely think with the way that the Titans' backfield will likely look heading into next year, where it's just Tajay Spears, we're going to be looking at this trade thinking, I only had to give up a first for him. And a late first in all likelihood. We so, shall see. I know. That's what it is, man. I, I was expecting some eyebrows to be raised whenever, like, ooh, a first is moving. Did you get so, – and that's another thing. Last thing. Like, it's impossible to trade for a dime piece right now from a contender in our league because it's – twenty. a first is not going to get me anything that's going to be, like, a staple in my roster, you know. So figured I would go for one that will be next year. You heard it here first. So that was your first This League Trade Ring. Let us know your thoughts, who you think won, who you think lost. Obviously, this podcast is giving the dub to Zach, so congratulations there, but we shall see. Who wants to go make some money? The This League Guarantee. Aaron and I are on a roll, I will say. We are. Two straight weeks. Ding, ding. Uh, last week, we got it right as well. 49ers minus three and a half against the Cowboys. Boy, did that hit. Um, Aaron had C.J. Stroud over 248 passing yards. Do you yards. know how many passing yards C.J. Stroud Didn't had? Didn't he have like 252 or something like that? 249. Oh! <laughs> 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 Nailed it, I baby. knew that line was like very close. I was like, I hope this hits. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, unfortunately, the Bengals returned to form for Tim. Uh, Cardinals plus three did not hit. And the Colts-Titans game, it was a good game, but unfortunately, the over 42 and a half points did not hit. So if you got any of those individually, congratulations. I love the board this week. All three of our picks, I, this is maybe the most confident I've felt in a, pot, in a guarantee this year yet. Stretch, I'm going to start with you. Who we got over there on your leg of the guarantee? I have the Seahawks, who are plus three dogs mm. against the Bengals at Cincinnati. You know, I, I still don't buy into the Bengals right now. I mean, you had a good win last week. It was week. the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. But the week before that, I didn't look too good against the Titans. Did not. Joe Burrow's still not healthy. He's probably like 70% healthy. I mean, that calf is lingering. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Seahawks are and on the opposite side. Seahawks playing good ball. You know, three good and, ball. Three and one. You know, got 
Kenneth Walker running over everybody. Okay. You have Charbonnet. Run- okay. Sorry, sorry. All right. All right. A little bit, a little bit of bias there, but um, I, I say overall, Seahawks are just a better, better coach team right now, better team overall. So, Seahawks plus three. Seahawks plus three. There you have it. I will jump in here. By the way, I like that. I like the plus three. Not so sure about like the money line. I think the Bengals do, or at least keep it close. But I like the plus three. Giving them three points, I like that bet a lot. Let's go to the next matchup. I'll jump in here. Um, listen. I've been getting a lot of Colts bets recently, and guess what? All of them have been right so far. So I'm jumping in that field again. Calvin Ridley over 59 and a half yards against your Colts. It's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. And here's why. You know who uh, Ridley had his best game of the year against who, already? Who? Uh, the Colts. Oh, go Colts. You know who uh, DeAndre Hopkins had his best game of the year against? Uh, who? Uh, the Colts. Col- Col- oh, okay. You know who Puka Nakua had his best fantasy day against? Uh, it was the Bengals. Oh, oh, okay. The Colts. Do not overthink this one, ladies and gentlemen. The Colts just—they just can't guard a number one wide receiver right now. I mean, any matchup that goes to the Colts that has a number one is going to pop off. Plus, the Colts suck in Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley Atrocious. is going to just return to form. Over 59 and a half yards at this rate is disrespectful. He is going to demolish that Calvin Ridley over 59 and a half yards. Put it in the guarantee. We love to see that. And lastly, we will throw it over to Aaron for his leg of the This League guarantee. Well, I'm also following your lead with some of these prop bets that I've been doing. They're the, fun. The player props. Yeah. I've got Adam Thielen. Oh, over <laughs> five and a half catches versus the Miami Dolphins. If there is one thing we know about the Miami Dolphins is that they score in bunches. I think I saw a stat that they have 90 plus plays of 10 yards or more this year. Explosive. Yeah, I like that. Pretty wild. This team will be without Devon Achan, which obviously is a bummer, but there will be no shortage of firepower to simply dominate the Panthers secondary. They might as well just... Shouldn't even show up. Nobody can keep up with Hill and Waddle. And once the Panthers are down, guess what they're going to do? What are they going to do? It's going to be plenty of garbage time for (laughs) Bryce Young to pepper Adam Thielen with targets. I actually was listening to a podcast this week, and they (laughs) referred to Adam Thielen as Oscar the Grouch because he just is in garbage all the time. (laughs) 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 That's that's just where he gets his points, and, and that will continue to be the case probably all year long. So... Hopefully, Adam Thielen can continue to stay healthy. He's had no less than seven receptions the past four games, and the Panthers cannot run the ball at all. There's a chance Miles Sanders doesn't even play in this game. This is a lock, in my opinion, to hit. I love it. I agree. Adam Thielen. Can Can you guess his ranking out of wide receivers this year? Oh, I just looked at it earlier. It's like the wide receivers 11. Wide 10. receiver 11. 10. Let's go. 10. Oh, 10. Mm. Well, I am right on that, just like we are right on the This League Guarantee this week, ladies and gentlemen. One more time, Calvin Ridley over 59.5 yards against the Colts. Adam Thielen over 5.5 catches against the Miami Dolphins. And the Seahawks plus 3 away in Cincinnati. That parlay gets you to about plus 516, so 10 bucks wins you about 60 bucks. Go get you some money. Because other than like legally binding terms, we guarantee this is going to hit. So 
Let's go talk. Let's go talk to. Wow. Let's go talk about some more football in the Week Six preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the start of the Chipotle Cadoba Classic. Let's go. It's here, baby. Here we go. If this is your first rodeo, the Chipotle Cadoba Classic is four straight weeks where each member of each division play cross-divisional games. Last year, now keep in mind, last year I was in Cadoba Division, Don was in Chipotle Division. Cadoba won last year by a hefty margin of 13 to 7. Cadoba took home the classic last year. Can they repeat this year? I don't know. <laughs> we we will see. Chipotle probably, probably not. Chipotle is looking like some dogs out there. So again, the next 4 weeks, each matchup we will be previewing will be cross-divisional. We will keep track of who wins from Chipotle, who wins from Cadoba, and see if Cadoba can try to protect the belt here. Um, as always, hey, hey, bye, bye, bye. We are back. We are saying goodbye this week to the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we are welcoming back the likes of the Chargers and the Bucks and the uh, other people. Seahawks. Seahawks were on there. I think we had one more, but I can't think of it. We need to write that down next time in the in, in, in I'll the get show. back to you. <laughs> Continue on. I'll get back. Yeah, we'll get back. Browns. But yeah. Yeah. The Browns. Browns. Yep, that's the right. Browns. So obviously we were saying goodbye to the likes of Jordan Love, uh, which is probably a good thing. Uh, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, the likes. Also George Pickens, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, who is already on IR. He hopes to come back next week. We will jump right into these matchups. And I'll tell you what, the first cross-divisional we got. Aaron and Let Russ Microwave representing the Chipotle division, coming into this one at 3-2, and two, taking on Tim and close but no Jamar at 1-4, who many of us still think is the best team in the Cadoba division. I never said that. Okay. All right, Mr. I okay, still have him pegged as second. All right. All right. I never said that. All right. Well, uh, he takes on, yeah, Tim, close but no Jamar, repping the Cadoba division. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I think Tim's luck kind of continues here to run short for the simple fact that he is the first person in three weeks to face a full-strength Aaron side. Hoorah, yeah, brother. Yeah. Hey, yo. Aaron's been limping through games the past three games, the past three weeks, but I think we are back this week, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Eckler, welcome back. Saquon Barkley, looking like to be welcoming back. Amon Ross St. Brown, welcome back. And honestly, bonafide RB1 Raheem Mostert season Welcome Hello. back with Devon HN going for on four IR. weeks at least. I know. I mean, Aaron will be sure firing him up. And you might be thinking, oh, but T. Higgins is out now. Nah, I think you're playing, you're firing up a Mostert over, over Higgins playing against Carolina every, every, every time. Aaron had a 58% chance of victory. And Tim here is hoping to see Jonathan Taylor ramp back up. And honestly, I think Anthony Richardson being out actually helps Jonathan Taylor here, especially from a red zone perspective. But uh, to even have a chance here, he's going to need another vintage performance from Jamar Chase. He has the matchup to do it at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but don't get me wrong. Aaron certainly wins the guy off here for sure. I mean, you're going to want Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, and Amagraw over the likes of Chris Godwin, you know, 
Darren Waller, DK Metcalf. Um, but Tim, I will say, he has the explosiveness to make this a game. He has the guys that can pop off for big totals. And maybe keep an eye on two guys that aren't getting the headlines here. And Pacheco and Mostert both have fantastic matchups that can potentially you know, get those big numbers. So, um, But even then in that matchup, I, I lean Aaron with Mostert a little bit, which means I lean Aaron in this matchup. Um, although I am slightly nervous about Barkley and Eckler both coming back. Are they going to get the full snaps? You know, we'll see. Chance of re-injury there. So that's really the only thing that kind of concerns me with Aaron's roster a little bit. But uh, I think he I think he gets the job done. He welcomes back a full-strength roster. I think he gets back into those 140, 150 numbers. And he takes care of business and unfortunately sends Tim down to 1 and 5. I'm going with Aaron. I'm going to go with Aaron as well. The only thing that concerns me, though, is Barkley and going to be in a huge, huge, huge negative game script. <laughs> huge. As in... They're 14-point dogs. Which means that against the Bills, uh, which just means that he's going to have like 12 catches because Daniel Jones is like, ooh, pressure. <laughs> oh, pressure. Well, their offensive line, man, is... Uh, I know, which means just check down. Pretty, check down, check down, bad. check true, down, check down. True, true, true. And Daniel Jones might not even play in this game. He has a neck injury. Oh, yeah, man. He's... Uh, Terod Taylor. Yikes. Love that. You going with yourself as well here? I'm going with myself too. I think... Honestly, my gut says that Saquon sits one more week, and I'm honestly not mad about that if he does because I really don't need him this week. I need him to get healthy. T. Higgins says it's looking promising for him to play. So, you know, if Saquon is ruled out, maybe I can pivot to him or Tyler Lockett as a decent pivot option too. So Tyler Lockett's the perfect pivot option. Yeah. He is a or even Dallas Goddard. Maybe. Maybe. Try to ride that. Try to ride the wave of what he had last week. So, yeah, I like myself in this one. I, I just get a lot of key guys back. I have a lot of confidence in Eckler. I, he's, I think, 100%. St. Brown, dude's a stud. Mostert in a backfield by himself. And if Devontae Adams is just even out there, he's going to get targets. So, I like me. There we go. O- only thing, too, is uh, Tim, take Dolchich of your injured reserve. He's not injured reserve anymore. All right, thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm. Sleeper is very good at, like, you cannot make a single move until you fix your IR True. spot. True. Um, Tim may not be here physically, but he was with us in spirit. He sent in his pickums. He is also taking Aaron here. Let's move on <laughs> to the next matchup, another cross-divisional matchup. Representing the Cadoba division, we have Don and Team Don Perignon. Taking on, I guess you could argue, the Chipotle division's number one seed here in the classic. Anthony, team uninspired youth, undefeated coming into this one. And Sleeper projects Anthony to have a 61% chance of victory. Keenan Allen, welcome back to the fold. We'll need to pick up the slack that JJ will not be present to pick up uh, on his roster. Kelsey... Should is he playing right now, Kelsey? Yes, is he, he out is. there? Okay. Twenty points. Okay, Woo! twenty points. So dominating already, getting off to a good start against Denver's awful defense. Can CMC get it going against a tough Browns defense coming off a bye? I think that's a storyline that we need to maybe pay a little bit more attention to. That Browns defense is legit, and I would say is one of the better units in all of the NFL. Lamar Jackson has to show up in a big way this week overseas, and I think he can get it done. 
against Tennessee. Ramondre, yeah, he's been inexcusably bad yeah, been so bad. far this year. His, his schedule is going to lighten up a little bit going forward, but it's when Zeke is you know sharing carries with you, splitting carries, it's not a good sign. I was about to say, the schedule softens as early as this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Look for Ramondre to maybe bounce back a little bit from the outputs that he's been putting out there as of late. Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson connection, I think, needs to get hot in this one to compensate for Amari Cooper in that other flex spot going up against Oof. that very tough 49ers defense. That looks, potentially P.J. Walker throwing in the ball, baby. Which is bad news as well. Yes. So that's really the storylines there for Anthony. And then for Don, he just has a lot of injuries to navigate. I was looking up and down his starting lineup, and you got Miles Sanders with some issues. Chris Olave looks like he was a full participant today, but he had a toe injury he was dealing with. Marquise Brown is questionable. Guys that Don is relying on to play week in and week out are showing up on injury reports. So hopefully by game time, some of those can be resolved and those guys will play. Otherwise, he has to pivot, and his pivot options are not the best. Tell me you don't want to play Justice Hill? Correct. (laughs) Come on. Justice Hill, man. Which I guess, like, in a pinch, Justice Hill's okay in a flex spot. He did okay last week. Uh, But, yeah, so really to highlight Don's squad, the Brock Purdy-Brandon Ayuk stack looks really nice. But Cleveland defense, like I said, it's just not a cakewalk, and they are on the road. They're one of the tougher defenses they're going to face all year. I expect a big game out of Tony Pollard. I think he bounces back against the Chargers. The man's due in this spot to take advantage of a weaker defense. And even Tyler Higby against Arizona is pretty nice too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he just doesn't have the horses, I think, to keep up in this race. Barring another choke job, even without Justin Jefferson, I think Anthony should win this one pretty comfortably. I am rolling with Anthony as well. Any shot Don has, he's going to need a big Purdy Ayuk game, I think, if he wants any shot at this. But uh, I think I'm going Anthony here as well. Yeah, I got Anthony. And Tim is also going with Anthony. Clean sweep and a second clean sweep for the Chipotle division in the Cadoba Chipotle Classic. Let's move on to the next game. It is representing the Cadoba division. They might need this one in order to avoid a sweep here. <laughs> representing the Cadoba division, it is Steven and Mount Passmore at 3-2, and two, taking on Chipotle's Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at 1-4. and four. And right now, Steven and Mount Passmore has a 56% chance to win against the Red Rocket. How about it? And uh, before we get into it, we have Herbert coming back off a bye. So that's nice. He doesn't have to play Matt Stafford, even though, honestly, it might be a better play this week. I about to say, Matt, who would you go with, Aaron, here? Matt Stafford against the Cardinals or Herbert at home against Dallas? You got to play your studs. Yeah. You got to play Justin Herbert. In that matchup, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. And then you have our favorite game. I think Chris is looking, but for Aaron, we're going to play our throw the darts at the dartboard and which random running backs are Steven starring this week. Can you take a guess? Uh, Does he have McKinnon in there? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh god, that's a fun game. I like this game. Who does who else is he? He has Latavius Murray. Let's let's, let's, let me name him first. Let me name him first. It's McKinnon. 
Fournette, uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> uh, might be better for you to just start him though. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Edwards Hilaire. Um, I said McKinnon already. Uh, Perrine, Latavius Murray. Who's Perrine? P. He mean P. S- Ryan. P. Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Is a sorry. Sorry, Mister P. Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, sorry two. Pick two out of those. Dalvin six. Cook and Samaje P. Ryan. P. Ryan is one of the correct answers, and the other answer was Latavius Murray. I like that game. I'm gonna start playing that game. So it's it, it's we used to have the fun carousel quarterbacks on Mount yeah. Passmore. Now we have a carousel of random running backs, just random awful running backs. <laughs> so apart from that, you have Diggs and the good matchup against the Giants. But you know if they blow them out early, how much how many snaps is Diggs going to get? So that that's the only worrisome part. AJ Brown going gets Mister Sauce, Sauce Gardner. Mister Sauce. So I don't. My tough matchup there. He has Kirk against Indy, and we all know Colts can't do crap about covering Kirk's wide receivers. Kirk's going to suck because they're just going to throw the ball to Ridley. So, don't know about that, but overall going to Don's side, you have, or Don, wow. Sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Don, Clayton, same Clayton, thing. Clayton. Basically brothers. He's putting, he's putting Mr. Burrow back. Nice. He's put Mr. Burrow back in. Good call, good call. He's already taken my advice and hasn't even listened to this podcast yet. There you go. You know, he he learned the lesson from last week. He's starting Zach Moss. I mean, I think you have to, right? I mean, at this point, Russell Wilson picked again. Oh yeah, love that. Ooh. I mean, who else are you gonna start him over? Jeff Wilson coming back off of IR? No, you're right. (laughs) Damian Harris, Tyler Algier. You're right. Yeah. So you got Mr. Pierce, and then Drake London against uh, Washington might not be a bad matchup. And I would say the player to watch, Cole Komet. Yeah, he's he's Cole got Komet. that pop potential. He's been having good games recently. I mean, he is questionable right now and was limited, but 14, 28, past two games. You know, Clay, Clay might pull an upset here, and I, I, I'll be on upset alert right now if I were All Steven. Right. All right. So, anyways... At the end of the day, I am actually going to go Clayton here. I think Clayton's going to get number Clayton two win. Clayton gets the dub. Only reason, only reason is those running backs are atrocious. And you know what, Stretch? Really I did bad. the same thing last week, and he still freaking won. That's true. I, he, can't, I can't pick against. I can't pick a team that's starting P. Reen or whatever you said, and Latavius Murray. I'm sorry, Mister. <laughs> Sounds like a fruit or something. Yeah, I know. Ooh, a juicy P. Reen. Juicy. I'm so sorry, Mister. Yummy. But anyway, so. What do you guys think, Chris? I'm I'm taking Steven. All right. All right. I don't want to, but like All I right. just I don't know. Dig Diggs and Brown can win you a week. It's true. I also am going with Steven. I just like his receiver combo of Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown and then, you know, Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk. I think that whole Jaguars offense can just really go off against the Colts. And Jacoby Myers, man, like he's, he's not looking, a he's not a nobody. Looking good, looking good. He's also looking good. That Buffalo defense might score forty. So there you have it. Yep. And Tim is taking Mr. Clayton as well. Tim on the Red Rocket Express. So that's two for Clayton, two for Stephen. God, if Stephen just had a a decent running back, I'd be picking him every week. But good lord. All right, let's get on to the next matchup, your next cross-divisional matchup. Representing the Cadoba division, we have Zach and Brees Lightning at 0-5, taking on 
Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan from the Chipotle division. Both these squads coming off of big games. Hayden with the big W over Aaron last week, while Zach with a colossal effort against Stretch that came up not even a point short. Are we looking at maybe, you know, maybe a fall-off game here? Maybe a trap game? I don't know. But Sleeper giving Hayden a 64% chance of victory. Zach has no buy issues, while Hayden has his Green Bay receivers on buy, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. But uh, I'll be honest, I'll spare you the suspense here because I'm taking Hayden because I saw that Brees Hall is playing the Eagles, and that's all I needed to see. Brees Hall, for me, is really the only guy on Zach's roster that can have a pop game, you know, have a 30 or a 40 that could shock the other team and, you know, pull an upset. He's the only guy that can do it, and he's playing the Eagles. I benched Kyron Williams last week because he was playing the Eagles because check these numbers out. Here are the running back totals uh, for starters who play the Eagles. Week one, Ramondre Stevenson played, finished as the running back 13 on the week. Okay, that's fine. Fair. Week two, Alexander Madison finished as the running back 48. Week three, Rashad White finished as the running back 33. Brian Robinson, week four, finished as the running back 15, which, okay, it's fine. And Kyron Williams last week finished as the running back 31. Do not play your running backs against the Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. I will say the only thing here is, other than Ramondre, you'd rather have Brees Hall over all of those running backs. Well, yeah, but not, they're, also, sure. they're also not scrubs, I'm just, I, I no, no, I wouldn't I mean, I wouldn't say they're scrubs, but they're not having good years. Right, but even, but even I can even say that they've, they've allowed a running back to performance twice. Never a running back one performance. Okay, you know it's it. G- good luck, and don't get me wrong. Like you said, Brees Hall is the most talented of all these guys, but he's also on the Jets, so that's going to be a stack box coming in. Have fun with that one. <laughs> so if Zach can't get a pop game from Brees, I don't think he has much of a chance. And by the way, in in this matchup, if you are a tight end lover, please cover your eyes because bit ugly. you are getting a Kylan Granson against Hunter Henry showdown for the ages, baby. Love to see that one. So uh, for Hayden, uh, we have a little starting lineup dilemma here. Whenever I made these notes, Derrick Henry was out of his lineup. Derrick Henry is now in his lineup over Jameer Gibbs. I think Hayden just really wants to use Gibbs just because he spent the 103 on him. He just wants to see his name in his lineup. But I think we all know at this point, Derrick Henry is probably the better start. So um, And Jameer Gibbs didn't practice today. So that is certainly worth monitoring. So... That's all I really need here. I am going Hayden. I think he wins this one rather comfortably with guys like Travis Etienne, Bijan Robinson going up against the likes of, you know, Josh Palmer and Rashi Rice. Even though I think the Rashi Rice is a good pickup, but that's yeah, that's it. That's it. Who you got, Aaron? I have. Hold on one second. Hayden, Hayden. winning this. Hayden. And I think it's just, yeah, I just can't pick Zach, unfortunately. There, I like C.J. Stroud, but New Orleans historically is a decent defensive matchup. And you already mentioned Brees Hall going up against the Eagles. Madison against Chicago is interesting, but outside of that, just a lot of who? Ho? Ho? Who are you? I know. So, yeah, I just, I like... Hayden's matchups way too much and Pat Mahomes probably going to get him off to a good start uh, as early as today. Right on. Stretch, who are you rolling with? I got Hayden. 
I, I as much as I want to say Zach, but that's just not a logical decision. Tim also rolling with Hayden. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one match left to preview. It is light versus dark, good versus evil, babies against Hitler. Aaron, Cole, go Cole. Oh shoot, wrong button. <laughs> go ahead and preview this one, man. So it's our matchup to watch of the week, and I got to be honest with you guys. I'm surprised I'm not having to keep these guys separated from each other with just... Let me at them. Let me at them. Angst. Stretch stinks. Just let me at them. have against each other. Can't believe they're in the same room to talk about the Ah. matchup. Chris, though, out the gates, has a 59% chance of victory. Where Where you at? According to Sleeper. And to be fair, I don't think it's too far off. Stretch is going to get the Cooper Cup treatment this week against Arizona. I expect 30-plus from him. Why not? Fairly easily. Why not, Uh, Stretch? Second week back. Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore's matchups are just juicy, and I think they will continue that momentum that they had last week. Expect maybe 20 from both of them, 20-plus at least. Really just... The matchups up and down the lineup for Chris. I a mean, lot of green. There's just it's so fun to look they're at. They're so good <laughs> outside of maybe Swift against the Jets. Don't love that, but it's a flex spot. Outside of that, man, it, it's just his lineup is just hitting its stride at the right time. And I mean, what do I have to say when it comes to the matchups? Like Josh Allen against the Giants. Camaras against Houston, Kyron Williams, Arizona. Alvin Kamara revenge game. Calvin Ridley versus the Colts. <laughs> DJ Moore, Minnesota. TJ Hawkinson, Chicago. Cooper Cup, Arizona. Cooper it's, Cup revenge game. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. I I see points galore for Chris. For stretch, he's been very fortunate in recent weeks, but he's just simply outmatched in this one. You got Sam Howell at quarterback, which is not great. And just tough matchups across the board for him. Devontae Smith has been a squeaky wheel this week. We've kind of noticed the pattern of Eagles players saying, hey, I'm not getting mine. Like, what's going on? So maybe he will eat this week. Only time will tell. And to be fair, it's not a bad lineup that Stretch is putting out there. There's plenty of talent, plenty of guys that can have really good scoring outputs. But with the news as well today that Sam Laporta wasn't practicing due to a calf injury and his status for Sunday's up in the air. That puts Stretch into an even bigger bind if Laporta has to sit and just the matchups that his guys are going to have all together, I think will result in not a scoring output that will keep up with Chris. And I don't think he can hang this week. I think Stretch gets his first loss of the season and Chris propels himself to four and two. I am fighting for liberty and justice everywhere. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a heavy burden to carry. You know, with with the fantasy world on my back, with Jesus Christ on my back, you have um, all the gods fighting, behind you fighting against the evils of Stretch and Walker, hardly knower. Um, looking forward to playing Sam Howell this week. That should be fun. Should be a good time. I've never talked this much trash in a matchup before that it's going to just come back on my face. That's what she said. But um, I, uh-huh. for the first time, 
I, I have not felt this confident in my team in a long time. I, I really like a lot of the pieces that I have. Matchups look good. And I'm very glad that they picked this week to do it. As I end Stretch's undefeated season from the top rope, being blessed by Mother Teresa on the evils of Putin. Because that's basically what Stretch is doing. I'm picking myself. Yeah, I all I gotta say is uh, <laughs> after that monologue, is that everybody time and time again just underestimates me. They do. They do. And they do. And something bad happens. They get overconfident. <laughs> that is true. And saying that, I am very underconfident this week. You know, I have no starting quarterbacks, either healthy on by. Or not, they're not healthy or on by. My stud quarterback gets hurt. Stud rookie quarterback. You know, I was like, oh, maybe I could play Daniel Jones this week. Oh, wait. No, wait. He's hurt. Yeah. Oh, maybe I have my third in Kenny Pickett. No, wait. Oh, wait. He's on by. Maybe Kyler's coming back early. No, no not yet. He's about a week or two. He might save my season, honestly. He might. And so let's go pick up the next best thing, Sam Howell. Woohoo. Which, honestly. It's not terrible. It's, it's not, not a terrible sub. Yeah. You could be starting like Mac Jones or something. He had 30 last week. Right. He had 20 the week before. He's had a 25 game as well. But all in all, not feeling that confident. But I, can, I can't pick against myself as I'm an undefeated team. I'm going to take myself. All right. And Tim is also taking your boy in this one. Aaron, you're taking me too, just to clarify. 100%. Stretch, stretch sucks. Absolutely. 100% stretch. Did you hear that? Hear that? He's taking me unequivocally. I told you I don't feel confident. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm going to beat you by a hundred. Have fun <laughs> scoring 85 points. <laughs> I think he knows there's like a reality that happens. Uh, there is, and there's a, there is. 85 might be realistic. Uh, <laughs> and and Dol- but the Dolphins can get me 30. Against the Carolina Panthers. All right. All right. Well, that was your week six preview. Let us know your picks of these matchups. And as always, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go to see all of those matchups, starting rosters, all of that jazz. Let's get out of here. Broncos country. Let's ride. This league underscore pod is where you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, it really helps us. And we appreciate it when you do. If you give us a good rating, comment, mm-hmm. share us with your friends. Yeah. And as always. What? J- what? And as always, just bash the like button harder than I'm going to bash stretch this week. What? Just, Stone Cold Stunner. Yes. What? That <laughs> like button. That's supposed to be broken glass sound. Sorry. Yeah. We'll work on it. Thanks. Or just click it like usual you could you could just click it stretch thanks for coming on this week man appreciate it you were you were at least bearable so that's good you took his trash talking like a champ too hey you didn't give any back which kind of sucks if there's one thing i could take some shit (laughs) you sure can i can stretch is a realist yeah there's nothing to really shit talk about he knows the state of his team this week (laughs) it's gonna be a rough week that is true all right well thanks for hopping on Tim, we're thinking of you out there with the newborn. Woo! Let's Shout go. out Daphne. Shout out babies. At a baby, literally. And that a baby, literally. I am your host as always, Chris Mitchum, signing off. Love you guys. Gong get.
Get out of here. Oh God, Chris, from the top roof! Everywhere, stunner, 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 everywhere. What? Yeah. 